Welcome to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SiliconGanose.com podcast, bringing conversations behind the stories we tell and report. I'm your host, news and sports reporter and content manager, Hannah Hammonds. Um, as you can see, I'm solo again today. Um, this is episode nine, and we will be talking with a special guest here a little bit later, Mr. DeCorey Hale. And we have a jam-packed show for you guys today as we talk about how to become involved in the community here in Sylacauga and some of the things that DeCorey does um, in terms of extracurricular activities along with his everyday job. You can watch our video podcast weekly on the SilicogaNews.com, Mix 106.5, and Kicks 100.3 Facebook pages. Listen on air and find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We'll be right back. This is Behind the Headlines. Welcome back to Behind the Headlines. As I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest who will be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. But first, we're going to talk about news from around Sylacauga and from around the state of Alabama, along with some interesting facts about Thanksgiving as we enter this holiday season. First, Sylacauga's Crager Brown completes his biggest sculpture to date. Uh, Brown has finished sculpting the biggest and most immaculate pieces that he has ever um, sculpted. This project goes by multiple names, but one that stands out the most is Valor Emerging. This sculpture is a beautiful masterpiece made out of Silicaga's beautiful white marble, um, hence why Silicaga is called the Marble City. We are known for our marble. Brown completed this sculpture just a few days before Veterans Day, and the sculpture features Captain Mortimer Jordan carrying a fallen soldier out of the battlefield during the Battle of Champagne in World War I. Captain Jordan left uh, his safety to rescue a wounded enlisted man who was 150 yards away. And during a later battle, Captain Jordan also lost his life while performing another selfless act for his men. Um, This piece was made to commemorate the centennial anniversary of Mortimer Jordan High School, which is located in Kimberly, Alabama. And this monument will be placed outside of Mortimer Jordan High School. Uh, Just this week, Governor Kay Ivey announced a $200 million small business grant program called Revive Plus. This grant program is to support small businesses, nonprofits, and faith-based organizations in Alabama that have been impacted by COVID-19. Revive Plus is the second wave of funding for these organizations with fewer than 50 employees and will award grants of up to $20,000 for expenses expenses that they may have incurred during the operational uh, interruptions caused by COVID-19. Governor Kay Ivey said, as the state has rolled out over $1 billion of CARES Act monies to the individuals and businesses affected by COVID-19, it became evident that groups most overwhelmingly hurt during the pandemic were the small mom-and-pop shops. Um, So the second group, or the second round of assistance throughout the Revive Plus will ensure that small business owners who have been burdened um, by the pandemic are well taken care of. In Talladega County, after many years of consideration, has now um, decided to allow alcohol sales on Sunday. During the November 3rd election on our ballot, we had an amendment that we voted on, and it was to allow alcohol sales on Sundays after the hour of 12 p.m., and... The vast majority of residents throughout Talladega County did vote yes on this amendment. So 
You can now purchase alcohol after the hour of 12 p.m. in Talladega County, which is going to be huge for um, the businesses that are located next to all of our lakes here in Talladega County, um, stretching towards the St. Clair County line going into Pell City, because I know those are hot spots during the summer. Um, so it's, it's a good thing for those businesses because they no longer have to turn away people who are looking to buy their alcohol for um, their summer activities as they go out on the lake. All right, now we're going to talk about 10 unique Thanksgiving fun facts since Thanksgiving is coming up in just a few days. All right, first, Thanksgiving took place in 1621. That was the first Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving, the current U.S. president pardons a turkey. Macy's has put on a parade every Thanksgiving since 1924. Thanksgiving is the biggest travel day of the year, which I find that a little hard to believe because I would think Christmas would be the most traveled day of the year. Foods eaten at Thanksgiving dinner haven't changed much since 1621. Americans eat over 280 million turkeys every Thanksgiving. And I don't know if you're like me, but I prefer ham on Thanksgiving. Cranberries are native to North America. There is an official Thanksgiving postage stamp. The wishbone tradition is much older than Thanksgiving. And watching football is one of the biggest parts of Thanksgiving celebrations, especially here in the South. I know my family, we, we wear Iron Bowl gear to our Thanksgiving celebrations because it does fall on Iron Bowl weekend. So anybody from the state of Alabama knows that that is a huge weekend for us. So those are just 10 interesting facts to take to your Thanksgiving Day um, dinners. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Mr. DeCorey Hill. This is Behind the Headlines. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor. Back to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SiliconGanews.com podcast, bringing you conversations behind the stories we tell and report. Today, we are joined by Mr. DeCorey Hill. DeCorey, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Uh, well, born and raised here in Sylacauga. Um, grew up through the Sylacauga school system. Uh, my mom was secretary at East Highland uh, Middle School for 25 years, um, and my dad worked at it was ECC. I think it's Emirates now. He worked there for about 30 years. Uh, went through the school system at Sylacauga High. Um, went off to college at Alabama State University where I majored in marketing. Uh, when I came back after school, I uh, got a job with Alabama Power. Um, in February, it'll be 14 years. Wow. So, And my schedule allows me to do a lot of other things, uh, extracurricular things such as uh, books and uh, community activities and things like that. So I love it. I know you mentioned that your major was marketing and that you work for Alabama Power. Um, what exactly do you do with Alabama Power? 
Oh, well, it's not marketing. It's not marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not marketing. Um, actually, I'm an assistant plant control operator uh, at the National Carbon Capture Center. So I'm actually on the government side okay. doing research and development to uh, fuel clean air solutions. That's very interesting. That's something I didn't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you have quite a few children's books that you have written, and that's mm -hmm. part of your extracurricular activities Absolutely. that you uh, like to take part in. Can you talk a little bit about those and where your passion for writing came from? Sure. Uh, my first book uh, was titled Ebenezer the Sneezer. Uh, it's been out three years. But what a lot of people don't know is I wrote it 12 years ago uh, for my daughter. Well, actually, 13 years ago for my daughter. She was two. Uh, she's 15 now. But the inspiration behind the book was we would go to the library and, you know, we'd pick up sometimes five, sometimes ten books. And after a while, we started running out of books. And so I asked her one day, I said, well, Nyla, would you like for me to write your bedtime stories? And she says, sure. And so while we were writing, you know, while I was writing those stories, I would write one a week and uh, end up writing a total of 26 stories. Well, in the middle of that, uh, she had a really bad allergy flare up and she would, you know, sneeze uncontrollably and cough uncontrollably. So I kind of said, well, what can I do to bring some levity to the situation and let her know that it's OK to be different and you're not the only one? And so that was the inspiration for Ebenezer the Sneezer. And so I dedicated it to her to let her know and let other people that, you know, that are affected by allergies, let them know it's okay to be different. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's not something you see in everyday children's books, the fact that you were able to take your daughter's personal experience and your personal experience and turn it into a story that could help others. That's, that's truly amazing. Absolutely. And very unique. Thank you. Now, your inspiration for all of your stories, is it kind of similar to that? Do each of them have like a backstory behind them or? Uh, well, it's, it's funny because out of the 26 stories, there are none that are alike. They were just things that I would observe in nature or I'd be walking around or I'd see something on TV and I'd say, well, you know what? That'd be a good story. And so I'd write it down. Uh, Ebenezer the Sneezer, it was, um, it was dear to my heart. And so because it was dedicated to her, for her, it was written for her, so that's why it was imperative that it was the first one that I actually published. Now, you said they're not all alike. So what are some of the stories that you've written other than Ebenezer the Sneezer? Um, I wrote one that was, it was actually supposed to be a series. Uh, it was going to be the series of Scuttlebug, and it was just a day in the life of, you know, a bug, and kind of based like the, uh, what's the movie, Bug's Life, where they mm -hmm. just go through and, you know, just different adventures. Um, the one that I'm about to release on the 12th, well, December the 12th, uh, it's called The Numbers Ranch. And it's actually, it's a ranch, um, and I'll actually be the star of it. It's a caricature of me. Uh, the character's name is DC. And he goes through and uh, through 10 different characters, he, uh, you know, he helps kids learn how to read, well, how to count. Okay, that's that's awesome. I, I love that because that, like I said, that's not something that you see a lot. You right. don't see good children's books that there's a lot of backstory behind or that really just goes into helping children learn basic things like reading, writing, counting, stuff like that. Right. Now, you mentioned ranch, which had me thinking about Sunkiss Meadows, okay. which is a farm that you um, work on as well. Not many in this area probably have heard of that farm. Can you talk about the purpose of that farm and what they do? Sure. Um, well, Sunkiss Meadows, uh, it is off County Road 150. Um, 
Some people call it Stewartville. Some people call it Sylacauga. I guess it just depends on what the GPS tells you. Um, but it's 55 acres. Um, it is a working farm. We have cows. We have pigs, uh, chickens, rabbits, um, and we have a fully stocked pond. And so uh, we do have fresh pork and fresh beef available. Um, and we're also looking into going into the event market. Uh, we're going to start doing uh, whether one of the found well one of the owners she wants to start doing events. Uh, we did one uh, for Halloween, the Fright Farm. Uh, it was a success, uh, but you know, of course, the first year, a couple of growing pains. So, but you know, we're figuring it out, and and we had a great you know we had a great amount of success for the first one. So, uh, so yeah, so that's you know that's that's Sunkissed Meadows. I I enjoy it. Um, I got a chance to add that to the long list of things that I do, farmhand. So, um, but yeah, we, we have a good time down there. And um, you can go to our website, sunkissmeadows.com, uh, with an O, S O N, um, or you can find us on Facebook. I know I had the opportunity to go out there a few weeks ago for the Fright Farm and uh, ride around the farm and just look at it. That was, it was amazing. Y'all have so much land and it's full of livestock yeah. and stuff like that. Um, the, I talked to the owners as well, and their purpose was they want to be able to put fresh, clean meat on the table. Because when you go to the grocery store, you're not sure what's been processed into Right, it. right. So can you talk about that and why that's important? Yes. Uh, well, you know, uh, with, with our animals, uh, with the livestock, the owners were very adamant. Uh, we wanted to do clean, organic farm to table. They were very adamant about it. And so um, everything free ranges. Um, the pigs, they free range. The cows free range. Uh, the rabbits and the chickens, they, they also free range. So we control everything that they, you know, everything that they eat. And so we control what goes to your plate. And so that's, that's the purpose of it. Because like you said, we could, you know, we could spend money on inexpensive ingredients and pump them up and, you know, put the food out for a quick sale. But we're going for quality over quantity. So that's very important to the owners and very important to us as the farmhands. I know the day that I visited, it was produce day for the pigs. <laughs> yeah. So yes, the, the Kubota had a lot of produce lot on the back of, of it to go feed the, the pigs. Yep. We are joined today by DeCorey Hale. Now, DeCorey, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. Community involvement is something you are very active with. Um, you're very active in the community. You look for multiple things to do to help the city. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, well, let's start with um, I'm on a couple of boards um, as it stands right now. Um, the Habitat for Humanity board. Um, I'm on a board for the Silicaga Tree Commission. Uh, I'm also on the advisory board for SAFE's Parents as Teachers program, which is very fulfilling to me as an author and someone that loves children. And, um, and also, as of Tuesday... I'm now on the uh, Commercial Development Authority. Yeah, I was actually at the city council meeting okay. when they voted to appoint <laughs> you to the board. Um, that's awesome, and yep. congratulations Thank on your you. new role. And I love it because, um, you know, my main focus has always been the downtown area and small businesses, you know, because I own a small business myself. So, um, you know, my biggest, my biggest uh, priority was what can we do to help them? You know, how can we beautify these streets? How can we work on little things that add up to big things and, you know, make us flourish more? Right. And the downtown district is, is growing. Right. We've seen it take off in just the last few years. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of foot traffic. We have a lot yep. of people driving through town. We have special events. I know 
couple weekends ago, we had the Penhody Trail that ended mm -hmm. here in Sylacauga, right. which we had our Christmas open house that weekend as well. So lots of people in Sylacauga. So that is super important that we right. keep our city clean and mm -hmm. keep our city beautiful and make it a place that people want to come back and visit. Right. Like you mentioned, the Penhody Trail, those are things that we need to capitalize on. The Penhody Trail, uh, there's actually a mural trail out there that I didn't know about um, until I talked to Ms. Strickland at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, there's actually a trail where people just go through, and, and a lot of times it's small cities, and they'll go find murals. Uh, they'll go, you know, just to find, you know, just to take pictures, and, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, it's kind of like a they'll punch a timestamp just to say, hey, I was here, I was there, you know, and, and it's something fun to do. So I think that if we can, you know, redo the mural on um, on the side of Wright and Sprayberry, I think that'll be a big boost as well. Oh, for sure, because that's, that's something that's different. Right. Um, and if we have something that's different from other places, of course, that's going to bring more people Absolutely. into our town. And it's going to be better for our businesses because people are going to be coming into their stores and purchasing things. Yep. So I know Miss Laura Strickland says it all the time. Small businesses are the backbone of this nation. Absolutely. Of this country. Absolutely. So how can young people become more involved in the community? Um, well, the first thing I would say is just do it. Um, you know, a lot of times we sit back and we think about, well, what can I do? Or this is what I want to do. But a lot of times we just have to go, you know, just take the step forward and just take a leap and do it. Um, there are a lot of resources out there. Uh, SAFE is a, is a great resource. Uh, they can kind of point you in a direction of what you want to do. I'm, you know, I'm a resource and, you know, I don't know everybody. I don't know everything, but, uh, the things and the people that I don't know, I probably know somebody that could get in touch with them. Uh, so yeah, so feel free to, you know, feel free to give me a shout. Um, and, you know, and of course you safe and anybody else that you know that's doing something, just, you know, just go talk to them, maybe shadow them around. Feel free to shadow me around and see what I do. Because the thing about me is, um, you know, just like the rest of us, I'm not going to be here forever. But I want the initiatives and I want the programs and the things that I've started, I want them to continue long after I'm gone. Okay. Whether it's moved on to something else, uh, out of Sylacauga, wherever it takes me. I want to keep those things going, and so it's imperative that we bring up the younger generation to continue in our footsteps. Absolutely. We have a lot of young people in this community, especially around the high school. Um, Sylacauga High School is one of our bigger schools here in the county and actually the biggest school in Sylacauga. Um, so what is your advice to young adults and teenagers who may have a dream but may be scared to take that next step? Um, again, uh, just go for it. Um, because you never know what you're going, you know, you never know how it's going to go. Um, if it goes, you know, if it goes well, that's great. But if it doesn't go well, now you have a lesson. You know, you, you've learned, you know, you've learned from, you know, you learn from it. You know what to do the next time. You know, I always have a saying, um, you know, celebrate the wins, but learn from all your losses. So everything isn't just a complete loss. It's a lesson. You go back and you say, well, what could I have done different? What can I do better? Uh, what was I doing too much of? What was I doing not enough of? And, and, and you go from there. That's, I, I agree with you 110% because that would be my philosophy if I had to speak to a young person who had a dream. Because I know that's something that I personally went through when I was trying to decide if I wanted to be an ophthalmologist or if I wanted to be a broadcaster. <laughs> um, that's two completely different fields. Right. So it's, you know, you have to just go for it mm -hmm. and take that risk. So. 
We are officially entering the holiday season, and I know you have a couple projects planned over the next couple weeks. Would you like to talk a little bit about those? Uh, well, yeah. Um, actually, I'm doing um, the Friends of Safe initiative, uh, myself and Damon Hauser. Uh, he's a history teacher at, um, at the high school. About five years ago, we decided to get with SAFE, and they would give us 50 names. And um, every year, we try to do between 50 and 100 um, food items. Uh, we, you know, we provide the foods, we provide the hams, um, and, you know, and the side items for them. So uh, a week before Christmas, we'll hand it out to, you know, we'll hand it out to them, and, and they can take it back and prepare it. Um, I remember seeing a Facebook post that you put up just last week with some numbers from around Talladega County and Sylacauga and <coughs> the nation in terms of food insecurities, because I know the holiday season is difficult for some families financially, and a lot of them have to make a difficult decision. Right. Um, so would you like to talk yeah, a little bit about um, those numbers? Well, yeah, and, you know, just the, pov- the national poverty average is 14%. Um, Alabama is right around 20%, and Sylacauga, Lower Taldiga is 25%. So you're looking at anywhere between 3,500 and 4,000 people uh, living check to check, uh, living with no check, don't know where the next meal coming from, don't know where the next, uh, you know, where their next paycheck is coming from. And so these are things that we want to try to combat in our own little way. <clears throat> we look at 100 meals, and yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot, but... That's what we can control. And so what we have to do is, you know, if everybody pitches in, everybody does their part, I think we'll be okay. For sure. And it's especially important for families to be able to have those memories during the holiday season and be able to gather around their table with their family Absolutely. and have a warm meal and not worry about, you know, oh, do I have to choose between a meal or right. giving my family just a little bit of yep. because, something. Because as, you know, as I did, you know, the with the book, as I did the school visits, I would talk to the parents and I would talk to the teachers and the students. And some, you know, some parents and teachers are making those hard decisions. Uh, do I eat or do we get good gifts? But we can't do both. And so now, you know, I want to alleviate the problem of when, what are we going to eat? So that's what, you know, that's what we want to do. I think that's awesome that you guys are doing that. And I'm looking forward to seeing the success that you guys are going to have with that. All right. We are joined today by DeCorey Hale. We are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor. to Behind the Headlines. DeCorey, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Where can our watchers and listeners get more information on how to become more involved in the community and where can they find you or contact you? Uh, Well, I can be contacted uh, on my Facebook page, uh, DeCorey Hale. Um, 
on my website, thecoreyhell.com. Uh, I also have my books on there for purchase, um, and I also have the things that I do in the community, as well as get in touch with SAFE. If, if there's something in the community that you really want to do, uh, get in touch with SAFE, and, and they'll lead you down the right avenue. Now, I have to ask, because we're back on the book topic again. Okay. Are these books available at, like, Books A Million and Barnes and & Noble and stuff like that? Uh, no, I'm strictly independent, um, which I love it because as a children's author, you have to be interactive. You know, and the one thing that I didn't want to be was a faceless name. So it allows me to sign every book and, you know, hand present every book that I, you know, that I need to to the kids. And, and that goes a lot further than just picking up a book from a shelf in a random store. Oh, for sure. And that's so awesome. And thank you so much again for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. Thank you for watching and listening to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SiliconGanews.com podcast, bringing you conversations behind the stories we tell and report. Don't forget to watch our video podcast weekly on the SiliconGanews.com, Mix 106.5, and Kicks 100.3 Facebook pages. Listen on air and find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and share with your friends. To contribute stories, suggest future guests, and report news, email news at silicogonews.com. I'm Hannah Hammonds, and thank you for joining us. See you next week.